0: Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen and one of the things that I have the opportunity to do is to go behind the scenes and participate in a lot of cool events and I did a recording of an event that was local here at Fulton Brewery it was called Moo and Brew and the idea was is that Fulton invited us down to get a behind the scenes look at some of the things that they're doing to support sustainability so we went and we met with Tanner Luke who is one of the folks at the brewery and also we met with a dairy farmer Margaret. Johnson, whose family owns 600 cows. Basically, the idea is, is that the brewers give their uh, spent grains to dairy cows, not this particular farm's dairy cows, but dairy cows, and then they are able to uh, influence some of the terroir of the cheese and how the cheese tastes. So what Fulton is doing is they are doing some special beers that they're pairing with some cheeses. And they talked a little bit with us about that process and what, uh, how long it takes to make these beers and what the dairy farm goes through to make the cheese. And then they have these little wooden boards that you can get a sample of each of the special beers and the cheese. So if you want to check that out, they are going to have it while supplies last. But here is a little bit of the discussion, a little bit of background from the sampling event that I went to earlier this week. All right. So you're the brewmaster and... Making cheese, yeah. I'm not a brewmaster, that's a common misconception. I am what's uh, the
1: difference? So, the brewmaster is, is he's like the boss, he runs the show. Got so, it. I work for the brewmaster. Got it. Yep. So, I, I am a brewer at Fulton. Um, I've been there for three years and I've been professionally brewing for six. Um, so yeah, more that's more or less the, the short background. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what's up with cheese? You know, so there are, you know, so a lot of this is kind of drawing a lot of the similarities. Um, so one, we kind of go full circle here. One being um, we supply a lot of our, we supply all of our spent grain to farmers in in Minnesota. All of it. That's yeah. cool. So what is a, just a, a byproduct or just waste for us, we can... It would cost. I mean, it would. We go through between thirty and fifty thousand pounds of grain a week. Wow. Um, Nothing. Which is yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we have a very like resource-intensive job. You know, we just we use a lot of resources. So using all that grain, um, once we get the wort or sugar water out of it to make beer, um, it's otherwise it's just trash. Right. Um, but it can be feed for cows. So we have farmers who are willing to come and pick it up on a couple days a week to feed their cows with so it's it's awesome because it doesn't cost us anything to get rid of it these guys are willing to pick it up and then local farmers can feed their cows for free so they do all the
0: legwork for it Yep. Is that so, something a lot of breweries do or is that unique to you guys? That's a lot of breweries do
1: it because, yeah, I mean, there's local farmers that just, I mean, you're not going to say no to anything for free. And like I said, it's a bigger hassle for us to get rid of it cool. than it is to, yeah, for someone who voluntarily wants to take it. So, I love it. So then they have these cows. Yep, yep. and the cows produce milk. And in some of those products we use in beer. So one being uh, lactose, you know, you can use them in stouts and things like that. But they were drawing some similarities with the cheese making process. Um, Lactic acid is something. So like they'll they'll culture a cheese, like this blue cheese you're gonna eat here, um, which is essentially bacteria. You know, and they keep it at like a warmer level and the bacteria grows and makes it all stinky and stuff like that. We get that in beer. So with the beer that we made for this event, we use a combination of three different cultures. The one that's the same with uh, dairy is lactobacillus, which produces lactic acid when it consumes leftover sugar in the beer.
0: And so how many beers did you guys make? for this event. We
1: made that one for this event. Okay. So, yeah, two beers, two of them are ones that we have on our uh, we make on a regular basis and this was specifically for this event. So
0: Uh which oh, I guess she's bringing a bring him in bringing oh, him yeah. In. oh yeah, you're
1: getting the full the, full the full treatment way. here. This
2: is
0: great. So do you then cuz you guys have a food truck outside a permanent? Yep. Airstream, I guess it's not a truck. Yes. So, yes. do you use then those cheeses um, in the truck?
1: So I know that we use the Munster cheese, which is this one here in our beer cheese, um, and the other ones are just are just new. So okay. I think I think they were just selected based on they were winners, yeah, for like a cheese festival in Minnesota. Cool. So, um, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of random. So. Um, but like I said, yeah, that monster one, we do u- use in our beer cheese.
0: Will you go through each of the beers? Again, I know they kind of yeah, 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 whispered, yeah. but...
1: For sure. Yeah, we'll get yours here, and then yeah. we can even do like the parent,
0: top to bottom, I guess. How so. did you learn how to make beer?
1: Um I got it so I went to school for marketing and sales at UW Claire. Thank so I'm you. Like a to- Hospitality. Yeah, so I'm like a totally random person God, in, in this, but I used to homebrew in college uh when I was starting when I was like twenty years old. Sure. I was just totally intrigued by the craftsmanship and the right. science kind of behind it because fermentation is just kind of crazy. You know, it's like a living yeah. it's like living, breathing stuff. Absolutely. Um but yeah, I, I had an apprenticeship out of school and just learned everything on the job. And I used to work at a brewery that in an Amish town in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, oh that God. was haunted. And I Called used to, what? Sand Creek Brewing Company. It was a haunted brewery, and I used to work. And I used to work there from five <laughs> o'clock at night till five in the morning by myself every day. Where is it? It's in Black River Falls.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I
1: yep. actually think I've driven by it. Yep. So I started there for uh, two and a half years. Um, The connection there is that Sand Creek used to contract the Fulton beers and do all their bottling before they had their bottling line So nice um, That's how that's my connection to Fulton and then a couple years later. I I had this job. So All right, so for the beer pairing uh, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna gonna start with the lightest one first and that pairs with the blue cheese here Um, So this is our session IPA. It's got oats and wheat in it, which adds some body um, and then it's got some citrusy hops, which would be Citra, Amarillo, um, Mosaic, and it that's and what I like about it is kind of like that citrus flavor rounds out some of like the acidity and pepper kind of flavor you get in that cheese. Um, it's it's a fairly light beer, and I think it kind of goes with that because blue cheese isn't something you want to eat. I mean, some people will eat spoonfuls of it, but it's more of like a picking cheese. Lot, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And is
0: this an event that the public can participate in, or did you just do it for...
1: Yep. So tomorrow's is like an RSVP only, but we will be offering these flights afterwards for people to come in, and then a portion of those proceeds are going to like a brewing and farming environmental initiative. I love it. So, yeah, full circle stuff. So yeah, this is a Hopstars beer that we make year-round. Nice light, 4% alcohol, pretty low IBU, so it's
0: not very bitter. Um, is that it's really for being so low alcohol, it's pretty tasty. It's like your version of the lawnmower beer. Yeah, yeah, I it, like it's, it. it's, those, it's the hop choice that really goes in. Okay, so let's talk about our middle beer. Okay, middle beer. Um,
1: this is worthy it's, um, it's the whiskey worn piece. So essentially this beer is our worthy adversary recipe, which is like one of our original like 10 year old beers. Um, that we use peace coffee with. And uh, we use like a dark roast condition it cold. So we add the beans in whole. And um, H and Jameson Barrels, who is another one of our partners with the cat for the cask mates. Um, and this one thank you. Um so yeah and then we went with the with the whiskey wash cheese. So I thought that the the Munster cheese was just like Bland is the wrong word because it still it has, like, flavor, but it, it can Very still mild. use, like, the... Yes, mm-hmm. mild is a better word. It can use, like, the uplift. I like the idea that it was, like, the whiskey on whiskey because I feel like it just accentuates more of something that's, like, a creamy, uh, a creamy cheese. And that beer is, like, a big, thick beer, yeah. so it's a creamy beer to kind of go... Yeah, it's it's a very it's a that's a tough beer to brew. It's a long day right there. I believe it. It's a uh, it's it's a lot of grain. That that one itself is um, between two batches would be almost probably like thirteen thousand pounds of grain It's just used to make one tank of that beer. I said like the resource, like how resource intensive some of this stuff is. That's why once again the sustainability part, like you have to find ways to just kind of cut down on that because. Like, I mean, yeah, weather, grain, like when you need 13,000 pounds of grain to make one batch of beer, it's insane how much work it takes for it just to get up to even that point for me to just work with yeah, it. Fine. So a lot of things got to be going right. Yeah. So that's, that's the whiskey born piece. And then the lap, the last beer, um, was one of the longest projects I've ever worked on with beer. It's been about three years, uh, to make that, um, So, like, we brewed it as, um, it was brewed as a lager originally um, with some Pilsner and some red. What makes it unique to this event is that we hand-selected, so it's like we separated into different barrels, and these ones specifically came out of red wine barrels. So that's where it's in tune with this event because to make a beer like this just takes years, um, and, and the complexity changes, so... Where this ties back into dairy is that we use three different cultures in this, Pediococcus, Lactobacillus, and Britannomyces. To make a chart, PDO, lacto and Brant is what we refer to them okay. as. Um, Lactobacillus is, also, is used in this cheese to give it that souring agent to culture it itself. So this was a, a fun pairing purely based on culture and bacteria because it's the same bacteria that sours this beer is what goes into that cheese. a beer for me,
0: It's
1: pretty it delicious. Me. Yeah, so it was it's it aged in red wine barrels, uh, Cabernet, um, oh my God. and uh, we, we used blackberries on top of it to just give it a little extra fruit-forward flavor. I think it drinks more like a wine almost really than a beer, mm-hmm. which I think is just an interesting... Um, for someone who's not necessarily a big beer drinker, I'm like, try that one. Right. Because it's almost even, a, like, between a white and red wine blend. And it's
0: kind of like a sour, but not
1: as intense. Yep. And that's something that with, as time goes on, it's it smooths out. It loses some of that acidity as it, as it sits in the barrel. So it's like the patience. It was very nice to meet you guys. Yeah,
2: nice to meet you too, Tanner and Luke. Grab my, yeah,
1: I'll grab my snacks for the road here. Mm-hmm. Not gonna leave his
2: food behind. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Margaret Johnson, and we dairy farm with my family in southeast Minnesota, about 30 minutes south of Rochester. And it is my father in law, my husband, and I, and uh, my four small kids <laughs> with a great team of employees. We're dairy farming, and we farm um, the River State Bike Trail, goes right through our farm. So a lot of people have biked past through Lanesboro, Minnesota. Sure. And, um, and past our farm without even knowing it. Did you grow
0: up in farming, or did you get into it through your in-laws? And...
2: I did grow up in farming. So growing up, my dad milked 27 cows, and we all had a had a big part in that. And then I went to college and milk cows there. Well, I didn't milk cows. I fed cows there. <laughs> but I was still in farming mm-hmm. there. Yep. And college then I met, met my husband at college, and and now I'm still in the dairy industry, which is exciting.
0: Yeah. So that's cool how cool. How long can
2: um, dairy cows milk? That's a good question. So our cows have their first calf when they are just under two years old. And then they farm in our... They milk in our herd for quite a while um, in you know relative terms. So the cows in our herd probably are there for like three or four years. And then they might go for a career change if they're not... Um, you know, just different things of what might, might have them leave our farm. Whether it may be... Um, sometimes they don't they get big and they don't necessarily fit comfortably in our in our yep. stalls and so then it's maybe time for them to have a career change just because we want our cows to be healthy and comfortable and when they safe. have
0: career changes does that mean they go to the pasture down the road and perhaps the plant
2: typically yes. Yeah. so we have a local sales barn that they would go there and be taken for beef
0: yeah great I love beef yeah, another
2: good industry. And not <laughs>
0: against eating animals at all.
2: So, tomorrow night is the event, which is, you know, like I said, it's kind of dairy in an unexpected place, which is exciting for me when I got the invitation to be here. But um, it's really just kind of pairing the, you know, the Fulton Brewery and their sustainability story with, you know, what we do is sustainability because we really have that in common. Um, and, you know, they, everybody's been asking me, well, what is sustainability? To you, and what are some of these practices that you do? And it's hard to think of one thing because it's just what we do every day, you know. So it's we recycle our water multiple times. We recycle our manure it goes put on our crops this is a, is a way of it being recycled. So we're just living and breathing it every day. So it's hard to like pull out examples of oh yeah we're doing this, you know. Sometimes you have to have somebody from the outside remind you well you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this. It's like well, yeah, we're doing a good job, and but using you know, so, all your
0: renewable resources. Yeah, so
2: mm-hmm. we've really used a lot of technology to kind of micromanage our choices and um, be able to do even a better job with sustainability because it limits a lot of other resources like labor, manpower, land like all these other things that you might not typically think of. So, about sustainability, so I can kind of help answer cool. some questions and. We don't use their spent grains. Um, There is a brewery close to us in southeast Minnesota. Actually, it's like two miles away. And we we personally don't use their grains, but I do know their grains go to a local beef farmer. It's something we'd totally be open to. We, right now, put whey in our feed, which is a byproduct of making cheese. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a byproduct that we are using. Being a little bit further away from the cities, we don't have quite as much opportunity Mm -hmm. with some of those things. But they make great feed and... Great milk in the
0: end, so. All right, so that wraps it up.